Welcome to the Peculiar Podcast. It is September 7th, 2020, and we're going to get right into it after a word of prayer. But our topic for this evening is, what is your thorn in the flesh? And we're going to be looking at scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. It's been studied and impressed upon me to share with you. So we'll get into what is our or your throne in the flesh here in a minute. But let us pray first. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for each person listening. We thank you for this podcast, Lord. We thank you for your grace and mercy, your peace, Lord. Just in a time when we're struggling through life, Lord, and anxiety kicks in and stress and all the things that we don't need, but we do have you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, bless anyone that may hear this or may share it with somebody else. Lord, just be with us, Lord. Lord, give us what we need. Let us trust in you and have faith. And let somebody come to Jesus Christ and say, What must I do to be saved? Lord, we thank you. We give you all honor, glory, and praise in your Son Jesus' name. Amen. So, first I'll read the scripture. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 7 through 10 and i'll read that in this entirety starting with verse 7 and lest i should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of satan to buffet me lest i should be exalted above measure verse 8 For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Verse 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Verse 10, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, and reproaches, and necessities, and persecutions, and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong, and then am I strong. So, some powerful scripture. Um, First, we'll start with definitions like usual. Um, What is a thorn? And the definition given by Webster is a stiff, sharp-pointed, straight, or curved woody projection on the stem or other part of a plant. So a thorn sticks out of a plant and it's real prickly and it's something you usually don't want to be stuck with or stabbed by. And yeah, that's that's the point of it, we'll say. Then we look at flesh. What is flesh? The definition given of flesh is the soft substance consisting of muscle and fat that is found between the skin and bones of an animal or, an he- or a human. So that flesh is in there and it's between your skin and your bones. So it's what you see when you get a cut. If it goes all the way down to the bone, you'll see the flesh. And it's, we call it the meat sometimes. And then a key word that usually bothers me but it doesn't bother me anymore is buffet and it gave two little references 
because you have to look at different things and it's buffet and then buffet. A buffet is where you eat off of and things like that, but buffet is an A and B thing and A is what it said is to strike repeatedly and violently and then to batter. B said afflict or harm someone repeatedly over a long period of time. So looking at this, Paul speaks of his thorn in the flesh and identifies it as a messenger of Satan. A messenger carries a message um, or their job is to share given information to take to someone else. So this messenger is of evil and it comes from Satan and it comes that it's shared and to do harm to Paul. So notice it comes from Satan and it's not from God. So that's the first point. It's not from God. It's something that comes from Satan and it's delivered by his messenger, which Satan was an angel at one point. So this is also an angel turned demon that rolls with Satan. So they're evil that are trying to mess with you. He says it is there to buffet him. This means to harm, inflict pain on him, or by striking this person repeatedly. This is spiritually. It could also be physically, but this is more spiritually. So it's something that is there to mess with the believer or the person that is searching for God. Because in verse 8, it says, Paul besought. That means he looked for to ask. He, um, when you, when you sought something, you were seeking it. You were, and in God's word, it tells us in Matthew six thirty three to, to seek the kingdom of God first. So this is part of that. Paul was seeking God and, um, he was looking for the Lord. Now there's a significance of the number three here because it said he did this thrice. So that would be three times that he sought the Lord and asked him to take this thorn in the flesh away from him and to get rid of it. And I always look at the number three as one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Spirit. Um, if you also look like we've discussed in past uh, podcasts, um, Peter denied Jesus three times. So there's a significance of three. And, and Paul wants this thorn in the flesh to be denied three times and wants it to be taken away but that's where that significance comes in and it does make sense so just think about the number three uh, the father son and holy spirit are there to protect us comfort us guide us lead us gave us salvation and sent his son so jesus himself at a point when he's in the garden of gethsemane um, asked God to remove the cup from him so he didn't have to go to the cross and he didn't have to endure the things that he did because humanly he um, he didn't want to take the pain but Jesus knew it was God's will for him to do this to take it on for all mankind so he accepted it and he went with it and he moved forward that was a must for you and me. Without that, we would have no way to the right to the tree of life, and we'd be left out, and we'd be separated from God like it talks about in Romans eight twenty-eight through 38. So we got to be thankful right there 
and give a hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross. You decided to follow God's will and not your own will of wanting that taken away. So here, Paul wants uh, God to remove this thorn in the flesh from him. And, and God leaves it there, though. God didn't place it there, but he left it because next he talks about um, he, he, he talks about that he is God's sufficient. He's enough. So Paul was spoken to and it was told to him that the Lord's grace is sufficient for him. That means it's enough. It, he didn't need anything else. Paul had everything he needed if he trusted and believed upon the Lord and Jesus Christ. So if it's sufficient for Jesus and it's sufficient for Paul, guess what? It's sufficient for us. No matter what our thorn in the flesh is, it's sufficient. And it's something that we look to him and he takes care of it. We might not know what our thorn is at this time or later on, but we uh, can know it that it's there and that it bothers us. But at the same time, we know that God will provide. He himself is sufficient. His grace, his mercy and his peace is sufficient to the point that we know he got it. So we got to be thankful. We don't have to fear because he's always there. He's always near and he'll always take care of us. So uh, is your thorn in the flesh something that annoys you? Um, does it annoy the mess out of you? Probably. Uh, does it try to or get you out of your character? It'll probably try. Most likely it'll want to. Um, I feel like this thorn in the flesh is a spiritual thing and that it attacks when you're operating in God's will or you're closing in on doing what God wants you to do in his way. It's a disruptor and God may just allow it to be present and to present itself. But even like Job, Satan wanted to get at him and he wanted to he wanted to buffet him. But at the same time, God had a hedge of protection around Job. And Satan could only go so far. And he knew that. He knew that. And he knows that with us. Especially if we're in Christ. He can only go so far. Because God's will will go forth. Um, and. I mean. His grace is enough for us. It's sufficient. It's enough to get us where we need to be. In Christ. And it's enough to get us through. Um, if we trust in him, he'll make a way. I also feel that this thorn is there to keep us humble, focused on Christ, and from operating in our self mode where we want it for ourselves. We're going to do it our way. It's our thing. No, God put it there. He, he, he didn't put that there, but he wants to keep us humble. So he lets it stay. Satan put it there to distract us and destroy us or to prick us or to poke and prod us. But God wants us to stay humble. With that said, God will help us through this. He will. Capital W-I-L-L. -L. He will help us through it. These thorns can weaken us for a momentarily or for a little bit of time. But over time, 
with God's help, we become stronger. We, it's spiritual weightlifting, as my pastor always says. We get stronger and we start to ignore it a little bit more. We start to know how to, to go and maneuver and get by because each time we take that test, we get a little bit better at it. And our recovery time, as my pastor always says, it, it gets faster. So this thorn, um, keeping us in check, makes sure that we're not boastful, we're not haughty, or we think we can do it all by the way of self. It makes us reach out to God. In turn, he helps us. So that's a key for this. God will help us. Write that down. He will help us. God will help us, but we need to expect his help without being overbearing. That means we don't, we're not pushy about it. Expectation means we know that it's going to happen. When, that's his timing. His timing is different from ours, but we know that it's going to happen in due season. So we got to keep fighting. This also points to spiritual warfare that we face or will face throughout life. Check the book of Ephesians chapter 6 to learn about putting on the full armor of God. It's very detrimental that we put on the full armor of God while we're in this world on this side because it will help protect us. It will help take us to another level in Christ. And that armor is a battle armor that will be there. It'll protect us. It'll coat us and it'll take us to where we need to be. Now, I'm also reminded of Satan coming at Jesus and wanting Jesus to worship him. He offered Jesus everything that Jesus already owned. He wanted Jesus to fall at his feet and be his servant and do what he said. And that was coming at the man's side of God. But God says you can't test him. We're not to test God. We're not to go against God. But Satan did because he was already kicked out of heaven and he went to the evil side. But he wanted Jesus to bow down to him. Jesus wasn't having it. Jesus spoke to Satan, and the evil one, the snake, the serpent, the adder. And he told him. And I love this because I memorized it a long time ago because it's true. And I love it. So write this down. It says, it is written. That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So basically what that's saying is it's already wrote down. It's already wrote in history. It's predestined that man won't live by bread alone. That's that's food. That's physical things. That's the things that you can see in front of you, touch and taste and all this other stuff. But by every word and words come out. We don't see those words. They come out. We can write them down, but we don't see them physically coming out. But, oh, Lord, Holy Spirit, thank you. It, we don't see those words coming out. But at the same time, every word that comes out of God's mouth is what he said it is. In the beginning, he called everything that he made good. Man was good. Until man chose to ride with Satan and follow him. That's where sin crept in. But at the same time, 
everything was good. Now, this thorn in the flesh is evil. It's something that comes from Satan. But God gave something good to combat that. It's his grace. He said his grace is sufficient. Thank you, Holy Spirit. His grace is sufficient. That's all we need is his grace. We need to turn to him and look at his truth, his love, and connect with him. This means Satan, through anything, if he throws anything at us, if he threw anything at God, he threw anything at Jesus, it won't matter. Because it's written that we will live by God's word. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual battle. It's spiritual warfare. When we live by God's word alone, we don't have to worry about what Satan says. Because it's already written down in our life and in the book of life, whose we are, who we serve, and what we're going to do. And when God says it, no one can change it. In turn, Satan already knows what God's doing. He already knows what God said. So, like he did there with Jesus, he has to retreat. He has to back down. He has to take a back road and get out of there. He knows God's word is true. He knows it's true. He knows that God won't fail us. He knows that God doesn't lie. And he knows that God isn't to be mocked. Take that all into consideration. So, in conclusion... Do you think Paul actually knew what his thorn was? Was it a sickness? Was it a disease? Was it pain? Was it physical? Was it spiritual? Because it says a thorn in the flesh. Flesh is meaty. It's, it's physical. So flesh is, you can see flesh. But at the same time, it's a spiritual battle. But you can't fight a spiritual battle with carnal weapons. Those carnal weapons cannot defeat the spiritual. And there's good spirit and bad spirit. But God says, try the spirits, test them. If the spirits of evil, you'll see it. If the spirits of God, you'll definitely see it. His spirit will overpower that other spirit. What about you? Do you know what your thorn is? If not, that's okay. Do you have a guess of what it is? If not, that's okay. Did you talk to God about it? Me, myself, I have several things that I think could be my thorn. But I haven't asked God about it yet. But I'm sure he'll tell me what he told Paul. Even if you do know what your thorn is. I can guarantee, or I'll bet, and I'm not a better, that God is still saying, my grace is sufficient. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, my grace is sufficient. Mm. And it's for thee. That's each one of us. If it was sufficient for Jesus, if it was sufficient for Paul, like I said before, it's sufficient for us. Our strength is made perfect in weakness. So when we're weak, guess what? God's working on us and we can be strong. God has a plan. God has the way. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life.
So no one comes to the Father but by Him. This thorn in the flesh, it's there. It's allowed to be there. But God's grace is sufficient. So stop worrying. Right now, stop worrying. His grace is sufficient. Scream hallelujah. Amen. His grace is sufficient. Just say that to yourself. Write it down. His grace is sufficient. So when you're weak, God can make you strong. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this podcast today, Lord. We thank you for being able to talk about the thorn in the flesh, Lord. We thank you for Paul. We thank you for Jesus, Lord. We thank you for you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for everybody that is listening, Lord. That, Lord, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, let it pour out on our lives, Lord, that we can walk like you or walk like Jesus did. Lord, let us conform to you and draw nearer to you that you might draw nearer to us. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you do and all that you will do. Lord, bless those that are sick right now. Bless those that are dealing with hardship. Lord, bless our country. Bless our president. Lord, even if people don't like him, bless him, Lord, so that he'll do your work and will. Lord, just bless the ones that are putting all this virus mess out of here. Lord, let them turn that they might see you, that their hoax might be over, that you will be seen and your glory will be shown throughout this world. Lord, we trust you and we thank you for all that you do. Lord, bless us indeed. Enlarge our territory, Lord, that we might work for you and do your work in will and way. Lord, I thank you right now. Lord, let somebody accept Jesus today as their Savior. Bless them to accept believe and confess his name because in the end every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that jesus christ is lord king and savior lord we bless you now in jesus name i pray amen we just want to thank you for listening to the peculiar podcast again on this night we hope you continue to listen we hope you continue to share it and just do something nice for somebody this week it could be as little as sharing a smile, as telling them good morning, as telling them have a great day, or I love you. Everybody needs somebody. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next time.